The lesson of the Hungarian experience is clear. Liberty can be delayed, but it cannot be denied. The desire for liberty is universal because it is written by our Creator into the hearts of every man, woman, and child on this earth. And as people across the world step forward to claim their own freedom, they will take inspiration from your example and draw hope from your success. Hungarian national anthem accompanying the words of former US President George W. Bush while speaking at Gellert Hill in Budapest during a state visit to Hungary in 2006. My name is Michael Brophy. During this documentary the sporting and educational links between the United States and Hungary will be explored but first here is Derek Bowler who will discuss the political ties between the two countries. For more than a century and a half the United States of America and Hungary have shared a rich relationship Traditional diplomatic ties have been augmented by trade, migration and cultural exchange. Today, the two countries continue to share commitment to democracy, economic development and close cultural ties. These ties have seen an influx of Americana in Hungary, where many American tourists now enjoy the mystic beauty of a country once hidden behind the Iron Curtain. The American Embassy in Budapest plays a central role in the lives of American citizens in Hungary. Two men who play a pivotal role at the embassy are Head of American Citizen Services, Kirk Portman, and Cultural Affairs Officer, Dmitry Trahovsky. We began by asking them both where the ties between the two states originated. Well, there are many. It's hard to trace exactly when uh, these links started. One of the first visitors from Hungary to the United States were actually scholars. Uh, the first, as you can uh, Progressive uh, was Shandor Farkas, uh, who came to the United States in uh, 1831, if I remember correctly. And he translated the Declaration of Independence, and he highly praised the United States, except for the slavery. And uh, a year later, a mathematician and astronomer, Karin Nadd, came to the United States. Both scientists were uh, received by President Andrew Jackson. Soon after, a uh, revolutionary uh, hero from Hungary, Kostat Lajos, came to the United States and he was the second foreigner who was allowed to speak in the Congress of the United States, the first being Lafayette, French. The links are many, they're various. Uh, 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 Hungarian uh, Miklos Kovács came from uh, Hungary to, he actually wrote a letter to Benjamin Franklin expressing his willingness to come to the United States and, and help the American Revolution. Uh, and he indeed came to the United States and helped to train and organize the first American cavalry. And he died at the battle near Charleston. So he was the one who actually laid the foundation of the U.S. military. An entrepreneur and adventurer and writer, Augustin Harasti, came to the United States and established a settlement in Wisconsin and later on he moved to California and he established the foundation of the viticulture uh, of the United States. Uh, he produced wines, he served as an uh, elected politician, he was a diplomat for a short time and in fact many uh, Hungarians who came to the United States were employed by the 
what is now the Department of State. Many of them served as diplomats. Now, uh, moving forward, uh, many, many scientific cultural ties that existed in the past and still exist now. If you just Google Hungarian Americans, you will see a long list of names. Some of the most famous American conductors were of Hungarian descent, Eugene Ormandy, George Sell. Artists such as uh, Harry Goudini was also of Hungarian descent. Well, many of them were Jewish of Hungarian descent. Uh, Goldwyn Meyer Film Production Studio was established by uh, descendants from Hungary. So these, these cultural connections exist in many, many different forms. Right next to the embassy you can see um, a monument to uh, American uh, General Burkhardt, who in 1919 uh, prevented uh, Hungarian museums from being uh, looted by marauding troops, foreign troops. And so uh, grateful Hungarians erected this monument, which was during the Soviet times uh, for uh, renovations over. Now, links, uh, again, political links, military links. I mentioned uh, Miklos Kovac, but since uh, Hungary's uh, joining NATO, our military links uh, have been developing, and we just celebrated the 15th anniversary of uh, Hungary's joining NATO. Hungary was our protective power, say, in Libya, something that many don't know anything and we, uh, our service uh, men and women serve in, in uh, places like Afghanistan, for example. So uh, we have an excellent cooperation in the uh, military uh, field, cultural field. Uh, we have a very robust uh, Fulbright program, uh, exchanges of uh, scholars, students uh, of uh, all levels. We wish we could send more Americans to Hungary and back, but we are limited by, by uh, resources, of course. So there's a great deal of mutual interest in each other, culture uh, and uh, education. And well, just to illustrate it, one of the unorthodox links that exists between our two cultures. I visited um, a small town outside of Budapest where since 1930s local residents played uh, American Indians in the summer and American cowboys in the winter, same people. And they, they would make, art, make artifacts uh, like the Indians and uh, they, uh, that the lifestyles or that of Indians and they would gather in unliving uh, teepees and look just like Indians. And so to satisfy this hunger for uh, more of uh, Indian culture and interest in contemporary lives of uh, Native Americans, we invited a poet uh, from uh, Minnesota Ojibwe tribe, Jim Northrop, just this uh, February, and it was a tremendous success. We brought him to this museum. <laughs> so all these uh, artifacts are displayed. So um, we also have five American corners throughout the country, in Pech, in Debrecen, in Vesprem, in uh, Budapest and Ege, which serve as uh, information resource center. Since 1777, Europeans have long settled in the New World, with Hungarian-Americans such as Michael Dukovitz, the founder of the United States Cavalry, active in the American Revolution. Hungarians have maintained a constant state of emigration to the United States since then. However, in 1956, Hungary was again under the power of a foreign state, this time the Soviet Union, and again Hungarians rose up in revolution. Like the Revolution of 1848, 
1956 Hungarian Revolution failed and led to the immigration of 200,056ers fleeing persecution, 40,000 of whom found their way to the United States. Many of these 56ers have long since returned to their homeland, bringing with them a new generation of Hungarian Americans. At the risk of sounding non-responsive and bureaucratic, uh, the U.S. government has a policy that we simply don't provide estimates of the numbers of Americans living in any particular country. And let me explain why. Partially it's because uh, we just don't have uh, the, the capability to determine the numbers of Americans in a given country at a given time. We just don't keep those kinds of records. In part, this is because U.S. citizens are not required to report to the government when they're traveling abroad, as opposed to some other countries where that is required. So we just we wouldn't have uh, a very good number. There are also some policy considerations. Uh, if, if we provided a number that was at odds with what the host government thought, we might field inquiries from the government as to you know, why we think the numbers are what we think they are. And under the Privacy Act uh, that's in effect in the United States, we're simply not permitted to give out information about private individuals. So having said that, we know that there are a lot of Americans living in Hungary. And just to, some interesting facts about them, there is a, a very large group of what we call 56ers. These are Hungarian citizens who fled Hungary during the 1956 revolution, and, and a lot of whom came back after uh, the change, uh, the fall of the communist regime. This population of uh, largely dual citizens now are uh, they're elderly, and, and because of that, Hungary has the distinction of being, I believe, the only uh, country in the world where the number of deaths of American citizens recorded exceeds the number of births of American citizens recorded. Ranking amongst the world's top 25 holiday destinations, a vast amount of American tourists visit Hungary each year, intent on exploring the ancient architecture and special culture that the country has to offer. Kirk Portman explained the role in which the U.S. Embassy in Budapest assists Americans who are both visiting and living in Hungary. Well, uh, they range from the very mundane to, to the more specialized things. Uh, the, the vast majority of what we do for American citizens is in the realm of providing official documents for them. For example, passport applications. Uh, if, if an American citizen's passport has expired or is about to expire, he can apply for a renewal passport through the embassy. Uh, if an American citizen loses his or her passport or gets stolen, they can apply for a replacement passport. Uh, if American citizens have a child here uh, who qualifies for American citizenship, they can come to the embassy to get a birth certificate, or what we call a uh, citizen's report of birth abroad. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, if uh, an American citizen dies here, they can come to the embassy to get the equivalent of a U.S. death certificate. It's called a citizen's report of death abroad. Uh, we also maintain uh, lists of English-speaking doctors, English-speaking lawyers to help people out when they get in trouble. We answer inquiries about Social Security benefits. As you can imagine, with the number of 56ers living here, there are a lot of elderly Hungarians who, who receive their Social Security benefits while living here in Hungary. And we help a lot of them uh, to get their Social Security benefits or Medicare benefits. Uh, we also help Americans in emergencies, Americans who have, uh, who have medical emergencies or wind up in a Hungarian prison. 
we're authorized under the Hague Convention to visit Americans who wind up in prisons. I have to say, that has not happened since I've been here. I've been here for almost a year. Um, that's that's pretty much it. We have we have provisions for uh, evacuating, notifying, and evacuating Americans in the case of emergencies. We don't anticipate that happening in Hungary, as you can imagine in some other posts like Syria, for example. The U.S. Embassy does get very involved uh, when there's a, a civil unrest and identifying, locating, notifying, and in some cases even evacuating American citizens. But uh, as I said, we don't anticipate that happening. Situated in Central Europe's Carpathian Basin, Hungary is a popular tourist destination, attracting 10.2 million tourists a year. Home to the largest thermal water cave system and the largest natural grasslands in Europe, Hungary is steeped in cultural history and is held in wide regard throughout the world. So why is it that Americans visit Hungary in their thousands each year? Well, uh, just look around you. I mean, you can see for yourself that Budapest is, is a very, very attractive, physically attractive city. Uh, and for Americans, I think it has a sort of an exotic appeal, an additional exotic appeal, because it was behind the Iron Curtain for so many years. That, But for many, many years, I think 70 years, Hungary was inaccessible to tourists from America. So it's still sort of terra incognita for Americans, and, and I think they, they very much still find it to be somewhat exotic and, and also just visually beautiful. The architecture is stunning. It's also uh, a cheaper travel destination uh, than Paris or London or some of the Western European destinations. And as my colleague Dmitry pointed out, there, there are still a lot of ties between the, the two countries. We find a lot of American tourists have family ties here. They're coming to visit uncles or grandparents or nephews. There are a number of reasons why people come here and a number of reasons why they love it. We, we really don't hear regular criticisms from Americans. In fact, most of what we hear is, is positive. I referred in an earlier answer to a stereotype that I had heard before I got here, that Hungarians were hard to get to know. But we don't even hear that from American visitors. I'd say the overwhelming uh, response that we get is, is positive. If there's anything that's a uh, language barrier, it still exists. It's not yeah. as much of a problem as it used to be. When it comes to American sport, the rough and tumble of the gridiron immediately comes to mind. In the last decade, American football has generated more and more interest outside of US borders. In Hungary, there are currently 23 registered members of the Hungarian American Football League, with teams playing across two divisions. The Budapest Eagles are one such club. Formed in January 2009, they play in the second tier of the league and have huge aspirations to make it into the top division. But the backbone of the team is Hungarian, not American, as their tight end Nandor Nagy explains. There was, I think there was one or two uh, American players, but they are now, now they are just Hungarian people. We are eager to have American people. They are uh, so, just like for Hungarian people, soccer is in their veins. But uh, for American people, they they can see what football is. So. Hungary's love for the sport may not have come by accident, as one young Hungarian revolutionized American football in the 1960s. In the aftermath of the 1956 revolution, a 14-year-old Pete Gogolak emigrated with his family to America and soon took up the sport. Arriving stateside with his soccer tendencies, Pete became a kicker and stunned his teammates with his method of kicking a football. 
Before he arrived, kickers punted the ball from the ground with the toe of their boot. Pete arrived with his regular soccer style of kicking the football and the power he generated from this technique was eventually the reason for the football authorities pushing back the goalposts by 10 yards. Ever since, kickers in the sport have used his technique. Nandor Naj did not have to learn the game in America, nor did he begin at a very young age. Instead, his roots in the game are much more unusual. Uh, I had a friend uh, who was uh, playing in uh, Kishtarcha Firebirds. Uh, it was a team, I think, uh, they separated five or six years ago. And many of our, uh, our people uh, were playing in this team. And uh, he asked me to join because he knew that uh, maybe I would like to join an American football team. Uh, and I came, and he came only for the first practice, and then he left the sport, uh, and, but, I, but I remained playing since then. Uh, I was a bas- basketball player, actually. Uh, so I started college, and I stopped playing any sports, uh, and I just wanted to get the rhythm again. Uh, but with more like contact like sport. Is there growing interest in this team every year? Are there more players? There were very much of really talented guys here, and uh, but only only in stages and in uh, and in little groups, not the whole team. And that's because uh, because uh, I uh, I sometimes feel that they start here and they move on uh, to another uh, team where they can succeed as a team but they have less individual uh, chance to to prove themselves to prove for themselves i think that's my opinion that's why i'm here because uh, they uh, this is considered for me as a really really good team and uh, and i think that uh, that everybody who can come here can uh, can can prove himself to be a good player if he has the guts if he has the talent and if he has the effort to do this and do you generally engage in sort of american culture and american sports here in in budapest mm, yes so um, as i said i was a basketball player and i'm uh, actually my hobby also uh, and uh, I don't like baseball pretty much it's kind of a boring game for me but uh, but I tried watching it <laughs> uh, and also I watch ice hockey and stuff and in Budapest uh, I always watch the games the American football games and have you been to America before uh, I was actually in February but before that no I was on a uh, work training better than in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and do you intend to go again many times in the it future to re- watch it matches? Was a really, it was a really good thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good thing. San Francisco is a lovely city. Yeah. Budapest is a city which attracts plenty of students and has become a real option for those with the chance to study abroad. Plenty of Americans have taken that opportunity by visiting the Hungarian capital to carry out a full degree or just to do a semester in a foreign university. One such student is Seth Kaplan. Seth is studying for the spring semester in Corvinus University, situated near the Liberty Bridge in central Budapest. In the United States, Seth is carrying out his studies at Shepherd University in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. So we first had to ask him why he chose Budapest. If you're looking for a logical, well-thought-out uh, reason, there isn't one. Um, it was a very different-sounding location. It was in a, for- a formerly socialist nation. 
it just sounded interesting. Well, how, how have you found living here? Very interesting. I've liked it. It's, it's an easy city to live in. It's quite comfortable. It's quite cheap. Um, obviously, the native language here is not English, but a lot of people speak English. So it's been quite nice. And how have you found adapting to the language? I've learned a, f a few words. I'm taking a class that's supposed to teach me Hungarian, but uh, I'm terrible at it. Um, as far as just dealing with the language, I usually just ask people to speak English, and they usually can. And are you surprised as well how sort of well they can speak English here? They seem to be fairly adaptable to the language. I well, before I went to uh, before I came here, I uh, looked did some research and made sure that they would be able to speak English. That I wasn't going to a country where I would be left without a clue. Um, so I wasn't exactly surprised, but I was still very happy. Figures released by FANSA, the European Observatory on Homelessness, show over 50% of Hungary's homeless population resides in the country's capital, Budapest. Over 9,000 of the country's estimated 15,000 homeless seek refuge in the city, making Budapest amongst Europe's worst per capita. In contrast, West Virginia, where set studies, has only between 1 and 3% of the total number of homeless in America, according to 2013 figures. This is an aspect of Budapest life which has disturbed Seth since he arrived. Um, I've only lived in a city before, so this is probably true just about everywhere. But the, uh, the amount of homeless, it's kind of jarring. It's, I mean, obviously, they did, I don't think they chose it uh, but to be homeless, but it's... Uh, it's just kind of feels weird walking by them every every day. The first week I tried giving them money and, and I realized I just ran out of money. So <laughs> I, I gave every homeless person a, even if I just gave them like 10 forms every time I walked past and I run out of money by the end of, by the end of the first month, so I just stopped it. Have you found that there's sort of a strange dynamic between the the people that do have the money here and the people that don't have the money? There seems to be a big wealth gap between people in Budapest particularly. There does. It really does look like it. And um, I actually looked it up, and Hungary apparently is very good as far as uh, uh, wealth distribution, that the wealth is quite evenly distribu uh, distributed uh, compared to a lot of other countries. But it does not seem like it when you're in Budapest. Very much you go to a university, you hang out with people that seem to be, you know, sort of the standard middle class that I'm used to dealing with and then you walk by all the homeless people and there's a lot of them. Were you surprised by the amount of, much of Americana here? Yes, yeah, I, I really was. I was expecting the Starbucks. I know Starbucks are everywhere. I was not expecting the, the Hooters and the Fridays and the KFC and everything to be just everywhere. And do you think that detracted from your time here or is it something you've just kind of grown used to? I, uh, I've been traveling around and they seem to be everywhere. <laughs> So I, I don't think they detract, I just think they're just part of Western culture now. Despite the lack of official figures, it is clear that there are a significant number of American students in Budapest. Seth says that his university in particular, Corvinus, seems to attract a large number of young people from the States. Uh, yeah, it seems like most of the Americans here are students. Uh, it seems like I'm constantly running into more Americans when I'm at the school, but... Uh, it always seems like, it, it, it's funny, at the, at the university I go to, since I'm in the English-speaking classes, it seems like I hardly ever see any Hungarians, but I keep running into Americans and Germans everywhere. And are they generally studying the same sort of subjects? Yeah, yeah. generally. It's, it's known for economics and business, so that's what everyone's studying. That and taking history classes. A lot of people are taking history classes for fun. Finally, we asked our American interviewees what they have enjoyed most while living in Budapest. 
I'm probably a kind of unusual case. I really enjoy the bathing aspect of Hungarian culture, which is very, very prominent. And I suspect that not too many of my colleagues uh, would share this sentiment. Somehow, it, it was actually a very popular leisure time in, in America in the 30s, 20s, 30s bathing. But somehow, this culture just doesn't exist at that level where it was. Uh, it does in Hungary, and so I, uh, I really enjoy it. I've been to many, many spas, and uh, Budapest, not just Budapest, but uh, there, there are so many in Hungary throughout the country, and it's quite enjoyable. And uh, that's something we can actually learn from the Hungarians, this enjoyment, the, 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 the health benefits of bathing. Um, uh, but of course, culture world-class performances. And uh, have you noticed how many cultural uh, venues there are throughout the country? I mean, concert halls, exhibitions, uh, they are filled. Uh, you know, uh, orchestras, choirs, bands of all sorts, genre, every day. Dance, I heard there are like 100 dance companies in Budapest and it's of super class. I'd say my favorite thing probably about the city is just the little bakeries that are everywhere. I just love that. We don't have that back in the U.S. I would add to that last one. I'm astonished at the number of theaters and concert halls and symphonies and opera houses and cultural performances and museums, fine art museums. Not just at the number of institutions, but the number of people who actively patronize them. On a weeknight, I'll walk by the the big Sinhas Theater, and there will be people lined up, you know, throngs of people waiting to get in. Uh, it, it seems that Hungarians are really serious about their high culture, and, and I very much appreciate that. I have to add, uh, I don't know if this falls within the definition of culture, but I love Hungarian wines. I think Hungarians really are, are doing a great job at producing quality wines. And I, I can't leave off without mentioning the architecture. I, I'm just blown away every day when I walk the streets of, our, of Budapest at how stunning uh, visually the city is. So those, those are a few of the aspects. I do not share my colleague Dimitri's uh, fondness for the bathing culture, but I'm working on it. This is the spirit that we honor today. I appreciate the opportunity to come to this great country and to celebrate the Hungarian example, the courage, the sacrifice, the perseverance that has led to this democracy. On behalf of all Americans, Kosinam, may God bless you all. Thank you very much.